Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright. It's the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? This week's guest was crowned the fittest woman on earth in 2013. I'll just let that sink in. That is a massive achievement. She has competed at the CrossFit Games a total of nine times, eight in the individual category and one in the Masters. She's affectionately nicknamed The Engine and for good reason too. Uh, Personally, I have never seen someone with more grit, more determination and just an outward pride on where she's from and the graft it takes to be successful. Sam Briggs was a firefighter for 10 years prior to finding CrossFit, which also created an competitive environment in which she trained as much as her job would allow. A job, of course, that is incredibly physical anyway, and of course, takes huge mental strength. However, we're here to talk about music, not just CrossFit. Um, Welcome to the podcast, Sam. As I said previously before we started recording, thank you so much for being my guest. It's such a joy to be able to talk to someone in your world of sport. Um, But tell me first, where are you in the world at the moment? And uh, and how is the, the CrossFit Games experience going for you this year, albeit a very, very different one for many of us? Uh, yeah, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, definitely a different style of uh, podcast request, so it's uh, great to be here. Uh, currently, I'm in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, in America. Uh, this is I moved out here uh, last year. CrossFit Games so far, we've just had um, the Open, which has kind of been the, a usual like staple in the qualification process of the games. But then we've had uh, an additional step called the quarterfinals, which was uh, new to this year. And uh, they added it in as a next step because of uh, COVID and a lot of restrictions to travel that's still in place. And I've just qualified uh, for the semifinals, which will be coming up in eight to nine weeks. So I will still be competing uh, in Europe because I still represent uh, the UK, even though I'm living out here now. I'm 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 still British. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy to hear that that you'll still be part of the uh, the Europe squad as such. And tell me, for people who are listening who don't know what CrossFit is, or or actually as well, I suppose the community of CrossFit. Um, tell tell me and everyone listening a bit about that, and also about your experience of of winning a Spirit of the Games award and what that meant to you. Oh uh, yeah, uh, CrossFit uh, as a sport. 
uh, and the training methodology kind of uh, encompasses every aspect of, of fitness. And when the when CrossFit was created, they tried to take the uh, best elements of each sport, so each Olympic sport. So there's uh, we have lifting in there, we have swimming in there, we have running, um, there's gymnastics. There's, you could basically be asked to do anything, uh, <laughs> literally anything. Uh, one of the things that drew me to CrossFit in the first place, uh, I was already a firefighter um, from Leeds. Uh, I'd just moved to Manchester uh, to be with my partner at the time. And it was more the community aspect that drew me in. Uh, I got asked to go try one of the uh, first classes out there. And not only was I hooked on the kind of workouts that we did, but it was more, I didn't really know anybody in Manchester. And it was just uh, the community aspect and getting to meet people. It was very different to being by myself, training just in Virgin Active and not meeting anybody because everybody's so focused on what they're doing and nobody dares to speak to anybody else so um yeah it was definitely that aspect uh, that drew me in and so like in 2019 when i won the spirit of the games that's kind of encompassing like the effects that you have like not only on the other athletes that you're competing with and uh, but it's also the community, kind of uh, what you put out there. And um, it's more of a vote from all the community, the staff, the volunteers that work at the games, the judges. So it was a, a big honour that they all saw me as somebody encompasses the spirit of what CrossFit's trying to achieve. It's amazing though, I think as well, because I know from my point of view, I agree with you. For me, my first CrossFit experience was all about, I was so nervous and then just felt like you became immediately part of this wonderful community and that cheered each other on. And it wasn't about, you know, kind of looking at the aesthetics of fitness. It's more about what you're capable of achieving, of course, in that sense and the the strength that's required, but also, like you say, the community aspect that really comes into play. And I just loved that environment. I think if you are competitive, yes, you want to win. And like, I've got three older brothers and growing up, like I just, you know, that, that was it. You had to sort of get on with it and they all played rugby and I always wanted to play rugby and prove to them. And I think you either have that in you or not, but actually it still means that when you finished a workout or a sport or an event, you still want to cheer those people on that are still going. And I think that's something that maybe people who aren't aware of CrossFit perhaps don't know about the sport. And I think that's one of the best bits about it. And you write about this in your book as well. Um, Start Your Engines, which is a paperback version is coming out in June. And I've been reading it and I haven't finished it, but there are some really interesting stories in there. And you start the book off with your experience of, of winning Spirit of the Games. But I also want to talk about your mention about music and when you were growing up and learning different instruments. Um, I want to I want to read I want to read a little bit of an excerpt from the book, um, which kind of relates to music. So uh, this is you saying, I think a bit of a leveler for me 
certainly with regards to being competitive and always wanting to win, was learning how to play a musical instrument. Regardless of how talented or enthusiastic you are, you don't just pick up the violin or sit at a piano and start playing along to something like Tchaikovsky or Beethoven. That's why people often give up on musical instruments so quickly. They don't have the patience. Fortunately, although I only took it so far, learning to play a musical instrument did help to temper my desire to want everything to happen immediately. It also helped to drive home the fact that if you wanted something good to happen, in this case, it was getting a tune I've been practicing for weeks to a vaguely acceptable standard. You have to put the work in. It was invaluable, really. So something that you kind of found, you know, through music. But has music, I ask all my guests this, has music been a big part of your life? Has it accompanied sport? Has it been something that, you know, you've grown up with? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that was one thing that uh, my mum especially wanted me and my brother to experience. She tried to um, get us to participate in as many sports as we could, but she also wanted us to learn an instrument and have that experience of, so uh, actually you have to work hard at, at different things. And I think that was instilled at us from um, from a young age. Um, Music was definitely always on in the house. Um, my grandparents were the same. Uh, like one of the things, like with my grandparents, that used to make me laugh was they would leave the house and they would turn the radio on for the cats, so that the cats could have some music on while they were in the house by themselves. <laughs> I love that. And and in terms of writing about writing about that experience in your book had you had you always wanted to write a book as well has that been so have you always been someone who wrote things down or is this something that you thought you know you've had all these experiences in your life and you wanted to have a sort of journal about it uh it was pretty like I thought about it a few times but I didn't really know kind of where to start and then I would always have the the thought do people really want to read about like what I did as a child um, and then it was actually somebody who approached me and they uh, they held my hand through the whole experience which made it a lot easier because I had no idea where to like start to write write a book so it definitely made it a lot easier having somebody uh, he was an experienced writer he'd done a couple of other autobiographies um, he'd just done uh, Eddie Hall's so he'd worked with a lot of athletes and done done those so it definitely made it a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd probably still be writing it now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm with you. I try and write music um, for a career and it definitely takes a lot of time. And um, I don't think I could think of anything worse than having, you know, an empty book in front of me and someone asking to write, like you say, about not only about yourself, but sort of get really into those deep and meaningful experiences. But the thing is, you know, it's such an interesting thing to do because it means that we get to learn so much about you and then how you've become, you know, the athlete that you are. And I think that's that's really inspiring for, for other people, for younger people coming up maybe into CrossFit. I wonder if do you feel like there's a little bit of a responsibility now in your position to sort of inspire, you know, people coming through the sport? Um, and definitely, I think um, I think as soon as you get at that level where people are going to be seeing you on the TV or watching YouTube videos on you, I think you then ha do have to take that responsibility on because those younger um, generation coming through, if we can inspire them to uh, want to be healthier and be fitter 
then it's only gonna gonna help shape the shape our future yeah definitely let's move on to music so um all my guests get eight questions you've chosen four this first one is a song that reminds you of family um I mean such an epic piece of music Whitney Houston what an artist tell me what it means to you why does it remind you of your family so much yeah so as soon as uh, I got the list through and it was like you've got to think of a song to do with family the first thing I think about is when I think of family is my mum. And so when I think of music with my mum, I think of me trying to sleep in on a weekend and her trying to clean the house so all the windows would be open and she'd be vacuuming so the music would be blaring so she had music on. And Whitney Houston used to be like her favourite. And I want to dance with somebody who'd come on and she'd just be like hoovering. So as a as a like young teenager trying to like all you want to do is sleep <laughs> and that's all you can hear you're like okay I can't I've got to get up <laughs> <laughs> I love that though I think we should maybe when we hear some of it now we should try and imagine a, like a Henry the Hoover going around in the background is the <laughs> the traditional way for you to hear it let's have a listen to some of it now this is Whitney Houston's I want to dance with somebody I've got this image of your mum hoovering, like with the the Hoover chords with the music, <laughs> or like singing into the Hoover. <laughs> but you can understand why she'd play that because you automatically like you feel happy, you feel like you want to belt a song out, and you're like, okay, so it can make the cleaning, the dusting, the hoovering something that you don't enjoy. It makes it instantly enjoyable because you've got good music on, and you're just gonna just gonna go to the rhythm. Yeah, I love it. I actually think next time I have to hoover or clean or do something mundane like that, I'm going to put this song on for sure. Um, released in 1987, you know, a long time ago, it's still such an epic tune. It's something that I always remember hearing in like when I'd go out clubbing, they'd play it towards the end of the night. Everyone would be jumping around, dancing, like you say, smiling. It was recorded for her second studio album and it was produced um, by Narada Michael Walden, written by George Merrill and Shannon Rubicam. So they're from a band called Boy Meets Girl and they'd previously written her other song, How Will I Know? How Will I Know? That one. Um, and actually, her song, when she released that song, there were quite a lot of critics at the time that that weren't that impressed with it, which seems madness to me now. And I think that's the thing that with music, when it's released, sometimes it's not necessarily met with loads of praise. And yet these pieces of music become iconic. And she was iconic as an artist. But I suppose it's it's so funny that then that image that conjures up in your mind is is you with your mum and being at home and being you know like I totally know what you mean when you're a teenager as well and you're like you know you want to sleep in you don't want to do anything and there's that stubbornness that your mum has and you kind of get to do you feel like you begin to understand it now as you get a bit older 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a daughter um, who's 16 and a half months and she's just started nursery. And even that now, I'm like, she looks different. She's been a nursery. She looks something different. I don't know. <laughs> I can feel like this this kind of weird anxiety creeping in. But um, yeah, just su- such a good song choice. Let me, uh, let me, let's move on to our next song. This is a song about a love. So tell me, you know, this question also is so open. It can be romantic love. It can be family love. It can be a love of something or a specific memory, um, space in time. But I, another great song, um, completely different as well. Kygo Fire, Firestorm. Tell me about this one for you. Uh, yeah. So, um, it was actually around the time that me and my partner started, uh, dating and this song was released so it was just it was like always on and it just became kind of like our little theme tune (laughs) I suppose you'd like call it I just remember um we we would do uh we'd be driving um from Cincinnati to Columbus to go do some training and as soon as this song would come on we'd always just be like singing and just it just it's happy memories of us being in the car and just uh, it's all that new love I love that yeah it's it's so like it's such a good way of putting it when you have that new love I remember when I met my now husband we'd sit and listen to music in the car and it's do you find that as well that when you meet someone actually music is really important to your relationship oh definitely like we have quite a few songs uh, especially around that time that as soon as you hear it it just brings back uh, those those memories and it's like yeah okay that's good <laughs> so this is like your kind of road trip song with your other half you know traveling around and obviously like you say you know you've moved away from uh, where your where your home is do you find that hard as well kind of settling has it been settling in there and being away from family uh yeah definitely especially at first um so I was living out here and because of my visa, I had to go back to the UK. So originally it was hard to go back to the UK. And then it took me uh, four years to get my green card to come back out here. Oh my goodness. It's such a long process, right? So then I had, so I had the hardship of like leaving my partner and going back to the UK for what we thought would be like six months, which turned into four years. But then but then you rekindle old ties, being back at home, and then being back in the UK became my home again. To so then come back out here, and then it was like the same experience again to like come back uh, back out here. But definitely um, a lot more. I'm definitely a lot more settled now. I think it's made it hard through COVID because my mum's wanted to come out and visit and not being able to. I have friends that want to come out and they've not been able to yet. So. I think as soon as things kind of normalize a little bit and it's easier for me to go home for one and then for my family and friends to come and visit, then uh, then it won't feel feel as bad. But um, we're getting we're getting some puppies this weekend. So the house oh will goodness. be full and my hands will be full. <laughs> yeah. What kind of puppies are you getting? They're uh, they're little rescues. So we have one dog at the moment, and he's just turned three. So he's going to be getting um, a little brother. Uh, well, potentially two little brothers. We, we we first of all signed up for one puppy, but there's nine that need rescuing. So I think we're going to end up with two. 
Just don't end up with nine. You'll be like in Bridesmaids where she says, I took too many dogs. I can't yes. <laughs> be in the back of your car and be like, oh my God, I took too many puppies. Oh, so hopefully, hopefully it's capped at two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where you have to stop. Set yourself a limit. Let's have a listen to some of this song for you then. A song about love. This is uh, Firestorm by Kygo. I love it. I really feel like it makes like it makes me feel like exactly like you were saying about you know that being your song but also kind of as you were having a road trip but also about live music I feel like this kind of genre makes me think about sort of massive crowds of people jumping around and I suppose you know for everyone you and uh, myself and yourself included the world's been so different without all that recently and I wonder how it's how has it been for you you know not only training in a very different environment I'm sure with COVID but also just life in general like are you someone that goes to live gigs do you, do you kind of enjoy those kind of experiences uh definitely uh in the past uh before I became a serious athlete I used to go to a lot of uh, a lot of concerts and I was very much into kind of the the rave scene and uh things right. like that yeah <laughs> Uh, but, like a, smile, but, a smile creeping across your face there come on let's let's hear more about this rave kind of vibe that you're telling me about. it's just not very conducive for if you're uh, training full-time <laughs> those, those late nights but no uh, definitely music has always been um, a big a big part of my life and I love the, the live um, life scene one of uh, my favorite concerts that I've been to uh, I went to go see um, Faithless at Sheffield oh, wow. Arena. Oh, amazing! And, like just like they, like you're there, and um, we were just up in the 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 stands, and the way they started, the whole place just went black, and then it was silent. There was like nothing, and then all of a sudden, the the beat dropped for God is a DJ, and it was just oh, like air. That you could just feel yeah. <laughs> the whole place, like everybody was just stood up and everybody was just jumping. It was like one of the like I would say best experiences at a concert that I've been to. Um, but yeah, I've I've been to very different ones. I've also seen Girls Aloud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like pop, pop uh, my, in there. Yep, anything like the genres there. Um, I've seen um, McFly. Um, no. <laughs> so definitely different styles of music, but uh, always been into kind of uh, that live concert style. Um, definitely. Yeah. No, I think I agree with you. I think that says you can't beat live music. And I have to, you know, obviously that's what I do. And I've, I have missed it so much. Just that feeling of everyone being together, a big group of people. And I imagine it's it's 
probably similar to you know when we've had other guests on the show that are professional athletes they talk about it in the sense that if there's a massive crowd a, a fixture or for you you know the games in car like saying when it was in Carson like that sound of a crowd and and the power that you get from that amount of people singing the same thing or, or shouting the same thing it must be for you as well being an athlete in that environment it must it must give you an extra 10 15 percent right when you're competing yeah definitely I've always said that uh, like you find something extra when you're in competition I think that was um one of the hard things last year with um like the games, the first stage being online and um, like the rug invitational that we did, they did fantastic jobs of still um, putting on a competition. But when you're not in that environment where you're pushing against the other athletes and you can see the other athletes, but then the crowd, it just, that's what uplifts you. And definitely for me, I find that I perform better on the competition floor than I do in training Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting and I think it's a big it's a big part of it that I think people mustn't underestimate and it'll be so good when you guys are back to you know whenever that is hopefully very soon you know things are things are looking up and let's in fact this brings us on to the next uh your next song choice this is your hype song so um something that I always think is really interesting with athletes as well is whether you listen to this kind of music whether you listen to it in headphones or you have it in a gym space out loud and whether you find, you know, one or the other is better. So tell me about maybe that first, but also why this Timmy trumpet oracle. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it. And then I was like, oh, what is this sound at the start of the track? <laughs> and then I had to look up the language. But do you listen to this in headphones or is there something you have kind of blasting out loud? I like it on the gym stereo, blasting out loud and it's I think um, I love if I'm doing kind of like morning cardio or something, headphones in, in my own world. But if I'm like lifting or doing uh, a workout, I like the music on so I'm not inside my own head. It's like I like to, it's a big party. We're just having fun. Uh, So the first time I listened to um, this song, I think we were lifting and I had a really good like lifting session. And funny enough, I didn't even think about it until I was coming on today. But uh, when during the quarterfinals that we've just done, uh, one of the tests was a four rep max front squat. And she knows that I like to lift to it. And she'd put this song on. And I was I um, put the video up on my Instagram last night. And I noticed the song. And I'm actually listening to Timmy Trubbett the oracle when I did the four at max no way that's so good so yep. it's genuinely definitely your hype song like this is the one for you that's that's the one it's it's definitely got me a few uh, a few pbs in the past nice let's go let's listen to it now so we can all envision us maybe lifting even about a quarter of what you can lift in the front squad so let's let's have a listen to timmy trumpet's oracle <laughs> so good do you know what the um 
what the lyrics mean at the like what she's singing no are you so gonna like, tell me <laughs> yeah no it's it's not it's not anything I guess completely crazy but I was so interested in what firstly what language it was or what where it came from and there were quite a lot of alleged kind of reasons online so it's difficult to know exactly what the truth would be but apparently they are Celtic in origins they're kind of like some of those traditional folk songs that sort of find their way into the craziest of places, i.e. Timmy Trumpet's Oracle track, for example. Um, And interestingly, he likes to use a lot of jazz elements as well within the dance music, which is, you know, for me as well, it's really interesting because you hear that that extract there that we've just heard and you wouldn't even dream to think of that. And also he supported Stevie Wonder and then you put that song with Stevie Wonder and you're like, what? (laughs) It's it's pretty cool. Um, I like... Uh, because of obviously my background when I was playing the piano and the cello um, and the as we'll discover in the next song my grandparents did a lot of um, kind of classical music influence to me Um, but I very much listen to now and like more of the dance music and the EDM and a lot of the DJs will use um, like extracts or um, like part of like classical music in their in their songs, and a lot of the time I'll hear a new song and I'll be like, oh, I really like this, and the tune will be like stuck in my head, and I'm like, I know this tune somewhere, and like I do a lot of digging to try and find out, and I'm like, oh, that's why I know this song. It's like, and um, yeah, I I I like that. Uh, Timmy Trumpet, like you said, uh, does a lot. David Guetta, like he puts a lot of like classical music influence into like his songs and stuff. Uh, it's really, it's really cool because it does bring back those memories of when I was a child. But it's also annoying at the time because for a long time until I can find out what the tune is, yeah. it's like stuck <laughs> in my head. Yeah, you're like, what is this? What I don't understand. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen... 
Listen, bitch. Oh, Listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Bill is in the <laughs> I will. I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. Up. <laughs> well, maybe it's just a good goss you're after. Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter are your go-to girls on Loose Lips. So it's got mine, girth, though. It's got girth. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine is quite spindly and, and plastic. This is like long. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the well-being podcast. So I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's like an earworm. And I think that's what's so great about one of the things I love about music. And unfortunately, I think in the in the classical world, when other elements are brought into classical music, it's not met with such kind of encouragement, I think. And that's why I think it's a shame in that sense. But that cross genre is how you create new music. It's how you find new sounds. And so I think it's amazing that you get these DJs who often as well, a lot of people have a, a, like you're saying, you know, have a sort of classical or a jazz background in there. And they've chosen because they love a genre of music like EDM to bring all those influences together. And I think that's what's exciting about music. That's why you've, you know, you've fallen in love with certain songs, like you said, because they they bring back little memories for you personally. And that's that connection. I think the the going back to the lyrics, I think they just talk about basically dancing. It's like dance again, dance for me. It's like a kind of um, imagine like people going around a maypole, essentially kind of dance. <laughs> um, but I love I love that it's you know obviously really helped G you up with training and means a lot to you. But as you've mentioned there, let's move on to this this song that does remind you of your childhood, a classical piece of music. Um, is this a specific song that you've chosen for a reason, or is it all kind of classical music coming together? Uh, it's pretty much uh, all classical music, really. Um, this this one was just kind of uh, had a little twist to it as well. So um, when I was uh, when we were um, younger, me and my brother, uh, my uh, mum and dad would work, uh, but my grandparents, my grandma was a biology teacher, and my granddad was a chemistry lecturer. So school holidays, they had school holidays so our school holidays we me and my brother would spend with my grandparents and they both loved their classical music their opera they would regularly go to the opera um but especially my granddad if um if we were there and uh, my granddad was there he would always have the record player out or eventually we managed to like show him how to use cassettes and then eventually cds but he still loved his he still loved his record player and he would love uh listening to classical music and opera and he had a little secret crush but he would never let my grandma know on Catherine jenkins uh, and- i mean it's hard not to the woman's very beautiful to be fair <laughs> But I think he thought that he could get a connection with me um, with classical music with Catherine Dinkins because she was kind of a little bit different to the norm. She uh, wasn't an overweight opera singer. She was like very slim, blonde and attractive. And so he's like, oh, you could get into classical music and opera too. <laughs> who's trying to build a bridge there between you and trying to create I think that's the thing though isn't it for all of us we always kind of want to tell the people we love like how much enjoyment we have from something and we want them to have that same experience 
yeah definitely so um I think that's why Catherine Jenkins kind of like stuck in my head um, the most yeah. was definitely from um, that that connection well, let's um before we hear a little bit of um of this piece of music. So in the version we're hearing, it's as you say, Catherine Jenkins and then Kiri Takanawa singing the flower duet. It's a very, very famous piece of classical music. Um for those of you who don't know, it's a duet for soprano and mezzo soprano. Um so very high voice and slightly lower voice essentially. And it's from an opera called Lacme, and it's written by Leo Delib, so a French composer, premiered in 1883, so shows you how good music lasts a lifetime and the two characters are called Lacme and Malika and basically they're as we hear this music they're going to the river to gather flowers it's very operatic in the story everything's kind of quite colloquial and then essentially in operas there's um someone someone tragically dies it's always a love story someone commits suicide out of tragedy for their loved one and that's kind of what happens in this opera it's also famously known for being the British Airways music as well um and the higher voice you hear is Kiri Takanawa and Catherine Jenkins is a slightly lower voice and it's it is beautiful um Kiri Takanawa performed at Princess Diana's wedding as well so you know there's some they're, they're both wonderful singers so let's have a little listen now to some of uh, the flower duets that take you back to memories of your grandparents well now because you mentioned british airways it just took me back oh, to being no. sat on a plane oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> and i'm like oh yeah it is <laughs> so definitely like we had a lot of like good memories growing up spending time with uh, my grandparents so uh, definitely reminds me of being uh, back at back at their house and just the music playing for us are the cats <laughs> and uh, yeah, just having a lot of fun. Yeah, it's lovely. It's really nice, lovely memory to have as well. Um, thank you for yeah sharing so many lovely stories today. This is the the final part of the podcast where I make a song suggestion for you. Uh, so it's meant to be kind of based on your other choices, but I mean we're going from Timmy Trumpet to Flower <laughs> Duet. I found it quite hard to find. A <laughs> Um, like but, I said, I have like a wide variety. I like I like a lot of music. <laughs> it's very eclectic. That's the best way to be, in my opinion, anyway. So I think what I've tried to do is I thought, well, because of what you do, you're probably listening to music that is quite upbeat all the time, like quite, you know, and also you probably associate that with your training. And I thought, okay, maybe let's find something that you might listen to after a workout. Maybe you're doing, I don't know, like your 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 warm down, your mobility, or something like that. But it still has like an uplifting beat, an uplifting kind of vibe to it, especially at the moment. I think we all need that. Um, we all need that kind of music to help us feel like we're coming out of the end of what's been just crazy 18 months for the whole world. Um, so this is uh, it's a piece of music that was originally released uh, in 1977. But this is a very new version by someone called PJ Morton and an artist called Yeba. Now, Yeba is quite a new artist on the scene. She has the most incredible voice. So if you get the opportunity and anyone listening, listen to her solo stuff. She's 
she's just insane. Her voice like does these gymnastics. It's soulful. It's kind of a little bit classical in the higher range. It's just amazing. PJ Morton as well is someone who's a Grammy award winning artist. And they came together and they did this live version. So there's no recorded version. It's just live of the song, How Deep Is Your Love? And it is so beautiful. And I know it kind of doesn't really relate to too many of our other choices, but I felt like maybe this is something new for you. So I thought actually, it might be nice for you to discover something new today. Um, so give the whole thing a listen when you have a chance. Um, and we can have a little listen to some of it now. So this is PJ Morton and Yeba performing How Deep Is Your Love? And you may not think that I care. One for the one for the car journey next time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I like it. it. Sounds very soulful. Definitely, and I think you know something that hopefully is new and uh, new and interesting for you. But if you do get a chance to listen to the whole thing, I would highly recommend it. And Yeba, as I said, is an artist. Is have you heard of her before? Uh, I've not. Um, I seem to remember. I think one of my friends posted something on Instagram, listening to some of her music. So I've jotted her down in my notes and I'm gonna look on Spotify after this conversation nice I love that well um thank you so so much for sharing all of your lovely music choices with me today for chatting about so many lovely memories and I know I'm sure everyone listening in the CrossFit community myself or anyone who doesn't even know about CrossFit really grateful for you sharing some more information about it but also very very good luck you know for what's to come in the semi-finals Thank you very much. I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming minisode. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.